0: welcome to from the back tees a podcast where we tee it up from
1: the back every week
0: welcome to the from the back tees podcast today's wednesday september 29th we got a special guest for you guys but before we get started as always we're brought to you guys from by ghost golf ghost golf specializes in golf accessories and clothing They've developed a magnetic towel, which will soon become your Seven Irons best friend and your greenside caddy. Ghost Golf is an innovative company when it comes to golf accessories, just recently releasing their Any Day Golf Bag and of anything from hats to golf tees for your needs. Check out Ghost Golf at ghostgolf.com and sign up today to receive their newsletter and be up to date on their latest releases and golf news. Well, with that, everyone, big guest this week. You might know him as Eric Van Ruyen's caddy. You might also know him as the guy with the long hair, the flow on the course, I mean, I think that's what everyone recognizes you as. It's Fuley Gogger. Don't think I butchered that one. How's it going?
2: It's going good. How you boys doing? Good, good. Yeah, man.
0: Hey, I,
1: uh Last time I saw you on TV, I was checking if that bun was a beehive or it kind of looks like Miguel Angel Jimenez, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's a nice
2: bun. It's... <laughs> it... The 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 thinking behind it was to start like I'm gonna I'm gonna donate it at some point and it's to the length now where I can donate it, but now it's just it's just kind of me,
0: dude, dude. I, I, I say, uh, it, it is man. Mad. It takes away some shine from his game because I feel like there was one week not I don't think it was the week you guys won but one of the weeks you were in contention and it was all they were talking about just your <laughs> hair. I'm like there's a guy golfing. Let's go. How long did it take you to grow that out? I haven't cut it
2: since the, so RBC Canadian open 2019 the week before Pebble beach U S (laughs) open. I got a haircut there and it was kind of like a really short on the side. I'm a pretty stock standard haircut guy. I get one a year, just cut it off and it'll grow back. And they gave me like a stylish one there and I just let it go and I just never cut it. And since then, so June, 2019.
0: Yes. So how, how do you and Reed know each other? I know, uh, is it the Scottsdale connection?
2: No, not at all. No. Just met through, uh, through caddy and, and built a good relationship out there. And, uh,
1: I you knew get, your, I knew your brother pretty well before I knew you
2: though. Yeah. Cause you guys caddy on the, on the web,
1: right? Yeah, him and I caddied together. He was with um, – Jordan? Yeah, Jordan uh, – was in Kneebergie? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I met him when he was caddying there. And then I think he went to work for – I didn't see him for a little bit, if I remember correctly, but he went to work for someone else.
2: And then he worked for Casey Danielson for a while. Right, and right. He... Yeah. And then he worked for Norin.
3: Right. Your, bro- your brother's still caddying? Yeah, he
2: caddies for Kyle Stanley at the moment. Oh, right on. Yeah, so he caddied for Alex Noren for about two years. Um, so they had, a, they had a good little run. Um, Noren's highs finished in the uh, FedEx Cup. So, yeah, they had, a, they had a good run. So he's caddying caddied for – who did he caddy for last year? Caddy then for Patrick Rogers. He was all over last year.
3: Would so, he yeah. come from a, a family of
2: caddies or what? <laughs> no, not at all. Um <laughs> So my dad was in the golf biz um, yeah. and he owned a golf course and was the pro there for like 25 years. And we kind of grew up on it. It was a little public place in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin and place called Hillmore. And yeah, we grew up on the seventh fairway and kind of, we played golf. He played at Valparaiso in school and I played at Minnesota. My little sister played at Valparaiso as well. Um so, yeah, golf's kind of been in our blood a little bit. And then I played right after school. I moved to South Africa and played the Sunshine Tour for a year. Um, no luck over there. I got through Q School, but then nothing. Um, and moved to Scottsdale with my girlfriend at the time and lived there for five years. So I was a outside attendant for a year, assistant pro for a year. Uh, teaching pro for a couple of years um and then me and freddie freddie who's eric venroyan were chatting and i was like dude i'd, I'd like the caddy for you and so we had a little trial and worked and yeah the rest is history good story is my first event was wgc mexico which was a cool event to get into um and it's at altitude so, first off, oh, like, it's like you go there and you're like, okay, I don't really know what to expect. But, like, we'll you're like I,
3: hardly even, I hardly even know your yardages already. And now they just changed on me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, it was a good week. Um, but I remember there's one, one time. Um, Ricey, who caddies for Harold Varner at the yeah. time, where he's cadding for Emiliano Grio at the time and there's one hole we're playing this par three. It's, like, number – I think it's seven, if I remember correctly. And, dude, the ball was still going up as it passed <laughs> <laughs> It didn't have a chance. But it was, like, like five rows up into the grandstands. If it, it, like, just missed the back grandstand. And it was 40 yards over the green. Had to take relief from a TIO and – yeah, made a nice solid bogey.
3: Was he like, oh, must have been a Augusta win?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's so,
3: at all. Go so ahead. yeah, that's
2: that's kind of my story. And so, 2019 traveled all over Europe with him. Played like 26 events or something over there. Um, I was living out of Scottsdale. That was an incredible amount of travel. Um. Then did more PJ Tour in 2020 because he got into, like, some invites, being top 50 in the world. Um, got qualified for the U.S. Open, um, British Open, and a few of the other events. Got temporary status 2021 and then played 2021 this year.
3: Nice. So you, right. you said you went through, you got through Q Is that for the corn fairy or web.com or whatever it was for me?
2: Yeah. No, that's for the sunshine tour.
3: Oh, for the sunshine. Okay. Yeah,
2: it was, well, it's only one stage. It's a little more simple to get through. I just thought I'd love to have status somewhere and go play. You know, yeah. your, game, your game will carry if I, I'm a big believer is your game will carry if you have some sort of status somewhere. Cause each tour yeah. connected yeah. somehow. So if yep. you can if you can be the best player in South Africa was my view, like you can get to the next level and then you can show your skills. Like I'm a big believer in you have to be able to win at every level. You watch the the winners who win in college, they go in on the tour. The guys who win on the Corn Ferry tour, they go in on the PGA tour. And I'm just a big believer, you gotta you gotta know how to
3: win. And yeah, you yeah. gotta learn how to win and it's gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah. But <clears throat> Yeah. dealing
1: with dealing with those kind of nerves down the stretch especially getting it done for the first time it's tough man
2: yeah yeah for sure
1: so, uh, alex. Uh, yo alex where'd uh, where'd feely come from Let's,
2: we all want to hear the story Oh, okay so feely came from soccer team when we were younger uh, feely is his nickname by the way yeah i used to watch this show called felix the cat my grandpa used to call me felix <laughs> which is like kind of close to Alex. And then my little sister thought my name was Feely for the longest time. So she always called me Feely because she was smaller than me. She couldn't quite pronounce Felix yet and called me that. And then on our our soccer team, when we we're like six or seven, we're going to put names on the back of jerseys. And we had, you know, a few Alex's on the team. So when you got all these Alexes, they weren't going to put Alex on a bunch of the jerseys, so they put nicknames on there, and they, that's what they put on mine, and it just kind of stuck. So kind of a weird circumstance, but yeah, I'm feely. That's what everybody knows me as. Does, really does your think.
3: sister always take credit for that?
2: No, not really. It's not really <laughs> that sort of discussion. It's just, like, weird how it's traveled from, you know, you know, even at college. I didn't think it would transfer to college. And, you know, it was like interesting when people even call me Alex, it's like they obviously know that they don't know me very well.
1: Yeah. No. That's to me, that's, that's well done. I guess I mean, when more I think about it, everyone on tour calls you Feely. Yeah. There's very true. few that call you Alex. Very, yeah. very few.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, it's just what I'm known as. It's so, so good. It's like people get nicknames like Pepsi out there on tour, dude. Yeah. I don't know his name. Do you know his name?
1: <laughs> no fucking idea what Pepsi's name is, dude.
2: No. No idea.
1: I mean, if anyone's listening that knows Pepsi's real name, please tweet it out to us. I'm curious.
3: I should actually you, know, dude. You mentioned Eric. You call Eric Freddie or Fred? Yeah, we
2: call him Freddie. So his real name is Frederick. Oh. So that's where Freddie comes from.
3: I feel okay. like a lot of people don't know that. He's always... You know, on the leaderboards as
0: Eric.
2: Yeah, he's Freddie.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Talking about Eric, though, you guys, at the start of the year, it wasn't the greatest start for you guys, I would say, to the season. But the way you ended this season was incredible. For those who don't know, 22nd at the Tour Championship, 5th at the BMW, 7th at the Northern Trust, and obviously your big breakthrough win at the Barracuda. What was it that, like, everyone's known that EVR has the game. We've seen him out in Europe, like, playing – I know, like, he's constantly being talked about. Like, this guy's a long shot to win. And then he finally did. And it's like, so what what happened halfway through the season?
2: You know what? I I think it was, you know, you can obviously call it perseverance. Um, Perseverance, for sure. Um, And I think, you know, with every failure, you know, you kind of learn from it. And I think it wasn't a question whether or not we knew we had the game or, you know. Or whatever but you know every time you learn a little bit you learn a little bit and you learn a little, little bit and my my out view or outlook on it was four things and that was his mental approach got much better um his wedges got much better his putting got much better and his shot selection got much better shot selection i mean what i mean is like you know, every day you're not going to hit it perfect, but you're going to have some sort of tendency. And when you know that tendency, use that to your advantage and play the shot, you know, you have at hand um, at that moment, you know, it doesn't have to be a straight seven iron. It can be a 10 yard fade seven iron. Just what do you have in the bag right now? These boys got enough control over their golf ball day in and day out that their dispersions pretty tight. So when their dispersions that tight, now the shot selection becomes more important because you have so much more control. Right. So
1: and when you can hit it that good and that consistent, you can start picking golf course, courses apart of how you want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it get, it's, it's, not a, it's not a game of
2: how many birdies we can make. How many bogeys can't you make? A, a bogey is way more detrimental to your score than a birdie.
1: So true. And people, a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. It's, it's shot collection is the most underrated thing in golf.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what shots you got at hand right now? Like you can get it around and figure it out. You know, since caddying, you know, you know, now you go play and you play these courses that rough's not super long. It's not super firm and pins aren't in super tough spots, but it's like you can golf's pretty simple at the end of the day. You know where you have space, you know what shots you have at hand. Okay, well, I got to hit a little low nine iron here. Okay, get it working right to left, do that. It's pretty simple. You know, we sometimes make it a lot more complicated than it needs to be.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what you're saying, like, reminds me of when I'm out there golfing. I make a bogey from the fairway or something like that. Yeah. I can't imagine being like that good and having that happen to you where you hit a perfect drive and you make bogey from like a hundred yards out in the fairway. And yeah. like trying to get over that would be so difficult when you're yeah. when you're you that good. Yeah.
2: You, yes, it is. Um and they know they're that good. And so they sometimes don't forgive themselves. And so I was reading a book that uh, a quote I like, it's like, you know be careful what you say to yourself because you know, you're listening loudly and it's like, you know, you're going to make mistakes. Like, don't let it affect the next shot, get into the zone and let's go. And my, that's something he's gotten a lot better at in the last, I would say three, four months.
0: Well, yeah, I would say so. It's, well, you guys probably had as good an end of the season as anyone, obviously, like where you were in the standing, I think, to make the Tour Championship, I'm not exactly sure, but I think you basically needed to come top 10 in both events.
2: Yeah, you know what? I, I honestly can say I don't pay attention to that stuff a lot. Most most people know exactly where they have to finish. Um, we had obviously knew we had to play good, but it's like I, I I'm trying to get more in the space of, like, do things that are beneficial for you. And what I mean by that is, does it, is it really beneficial if I know if we need to finish seventh or 12th or 15th? Not really. Like the, the job remains the same. You go shoot as low a score as you can every day. And it's like, you know, it's my argument almost with social media a little bit. Is it really beneficial like to your golf game as a, as a professional golfer with the attention you get out of the comments people make, you know, all that sort of stuff is it beneficial? I wouldn't probably say so. And yeah, yeah, there's some people that would argue like, Oh, you got to be able to be stronger and get past that stuff. And I agree. You do. You're going to have negative things and negative thoughts, but it's like, okay, how do you break it down and get back to things that actually matter and things that actually are beneficial to my golf game. And I wouldn't consider those as those, those as beneficial.
0: I think that's really interesting. You say that. I didn't I don't mean as much in the FedEx Cup maybe following along like where you have to finish especially going into it. But say like the 18th hole of uh the BMW on the the 72nd hole of the BMW Championship, you know you need par and you make the tour championship and if you make bogey you miss. And like no one says you're 100 yards middle of the fairway, you might say, let's just hit it to 30 feet. And uh who cares if we finish one spot higher, let's not risk it.
2: Um I don't know dude I, I knew we were close I didn't know if we made bogey We, we didn't make it um, And that's where it's just like At the end of the day It's like Try to go finish as high as you can And see where it takes you You know There's going to be positions When you're in the rough And the pins in the In the front Tucked behind the bunker Where you can't get close to And you got to hit it over the green That's your only chance Of making par But In a spot like that You got a 6-iron Middle of the fairway To a green Whether it's 15 wide from left to right and you go hit it at the middle of the green and okay see where it goes I
1: think you're I think you're alluding to kind of something I'm I think about is thinking about that kind of stuff only makes you more tense yeah and at the end of the day if you're more tense you're gonna probably play worse golf yeah so there's no sense to even bring in like situational shit ahead of time I mean if there's if there's there's a, a an instance on, on a, on a hole where it's a decision. You start weighing some stuff that you know positives, negatives. But I mean, even down to that, like it really doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, so yeah.
1: You make you make a good point there.
2: Yeah. So I try to keep it as simple as possible and say, okay, what's the process here? Okay, I'm gonna pick a shot, hit it to this space with yeah. this sort of flight. Okay, the wind's off the right. We hit it 152 yards. Boop. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Like that.
0: Because of the. Dumb I, as I, as I assume your uh, 2022 season looks a little bit different now. How has it like affected it?
2: Yeah. So sounds like you know he can kind of pick his schedule. Um, he gets in, I think, pretty much everything for making the tour championship. I didn't know even that was that big a deal. Um, it's pretty pretty big deal, I guess. Um,
0: you guess. It's not bad
2: yeah um and you know it gets you in all the majors gets you in uh all the invites um, Players wgc yeah so we'll be in the tournament of champions from his win at barracuda um, so yeah he's got a great schedule ahead of him um but that only means one thing it's a great schedule now you gotta get back to what you do good and see how good you can do it right
3: you think he'll uh, – you guys will dabble in some European tour? Uh, yeah, yeah
2: he, he loves being a world player. Um, he's always said that. Um, he really enjoys the uh, the travel and the different types of golf. And he's, a, he's an incredible shot maker. So he loves playing in different conditions and different courses. And um, I think his experience along the way is going to play dividends. Um, in the long run, you know, he's played sunshine tour for three years, played the challenge tour for a year, played European tour for two years. And now this will kind of be his second year on the PGA tour. So he's just like, and he's just, he's won once at every level. And he's just, doop, doop, you know, he just keeps getting a little bit better. And, you know, something that he's always told me, you know, it's not like you're going to go from last to first all the time, you know? And his quote is kind of like, I'm always on a journey to better. And if I can always just keep getting a little bit better, we'll see how far that takes me. Right. And so it's for him, it's always been like these little tiny little steps, do do doot, doot, just kind of growing, growing as he gets older and gets better and gets more experience. And, you know, he once, once on the Sunshine Tour, once, one on the Challenge Tour, once, one on the European Tour. Now he's once, one on the PGA Tour. So, yeah, he's just kind of kept growing and kept growing and kept getting better and kept getting better. So, Yeah. I, um, I, I was telling some people as well. It's like, I'm not surprised by his finish at the end of the PGA tour. I'm not now. Was the timing really nice? Yes. The timing was really nice and I'm not surprised by it because like we talked about, it's like, we know he had the game. It was just kind of letting the pieces fall together. Um, and you know he just kind of did that and you know i think he like we said he learned a lot from the previous experiences and now it's like he's kind of got his system and he runs his system and you know where that takes you so see how good your system can be we can reach out
1: i love it keeping it as simple as can be
0: that uh it's the easiest way to do it man yeah the first event you guys are going to be competing this year the tournament of champions
2: no, no. So we, I'll leave Monday here. Um, in it's true. That's
0: actually, when is that? In October, actually.
2: No, Tournament oh, of Champions is the first October. week of January.
0: January, yeah. I'm way off. Um, I'm in Canada where COVID screwed up everything. Just Yeah. we're all that. <laughs>
2: Um. So, no, we'll start next week. We'll play Shriners in Vegas, CJ Cup in Vegas. Then we'll go to Japan for the Zozo. Uh then we'll come home for two weeks and finish the year up in Houston. Nice. Were oh, you at the Zozo last say, year? No. No, we are not at the Zozo last year. We didn't uh, qualify.
1: Uh, Feely, did you say you're in Vegas for two weeks?
2: Yep. yep. Is it back at Shadow? No, it's at – where is the Shriners at? Um,
1: TPC. Uh, uh-huh. really yeah.
2: And then CJ Cup is
1: at the Summit. Oh, it's at the Summit. That place is oh. supposed to be sick. Dude, we had yeah. a, we had, not to kind of get out of the topic, we had a um, match play event with the ladies out at Shadow Creek. Yeah. Have you been out there? Were you yeah, out there last year? How good is that place?
2: I wasn't out there last year. Um, funny story behind Shadow, dude. Okay, so I'm an assistant pro Tonto Verde in Arizona. This is twenty. 20- to so be twenty, like sixteen, and my boss is like, "Hey, you want to go to Vegas and play a little basketball event? There's a bunch of pros getting together." And I'm like, "Sure, let's go." So We brought our wives up there, went up there, and played with this guy. His name's Monty Montgomery. You guys, he's you might have heard the name Taylor Montgomery on if the web. that's West. his dad, yeah. And it's his dad. No clue the, who he is, but we get paired up with him and playing with him and whatever. I'm like, oh, what do you do? He goes, oh, I'm the pro over at Shadow Creek. We're playing in Vegas somewhere. I'm like, oh, Shadow Creek, what's that? He goes, oh, it's a, it's a course over blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, oh, cool, 18 holes, yeah, blah, blah, So I didn't think anything of it. He goes, if you ever want to come out and play, let me know. So I'm like, cool. So we go up to Vegas like four months later. So I text this guy and i'm like hey any chance we can get out and play and he goes yeah sure just pull on in the guys will be waiting for you at like one o'clock i'm like oh cool so i look up this place and and my boss is like where are we going i'm like a place called shadow creek he's what i'm like yeah and he goes, you know, how good that place is. I'm like, no, I don't even know what it is. And so we pulled in and never seen the place. I was like, holy shit, this dude, it is, is unbelievable, a
1: masterpiece, dude.
2: Yeah, it is it's beautiful. So, so I knew nothing about it pulling in this place. I thought it was just a private place and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> but it's it's unbelievable. So it's like they have like what? Did you guys did twelve rounds a day or something?
1: You drive yeah. your own car in? Yeah someone and i i didn't know if it was true or not but someone was saying like you have to take a limo in there and i was like that can't be true man
2: yeah i mean how many rounds do they have a day
1: 20 maybe
2: yeah maybe. shadow
3: creek would have a shadow creek would have a rumor that you have to take a limo to get into it i
1: and that that's probably not correct but i i have heard people say that i'm like dude that seems awful bold
2: yeah I don't know about that. No, we drove our car in there. They met us at our car, and we didn't see one other group all
0: day. Yeah. Reed, is yeah. that how you went in a limo? Was that what the limo company told you?
1: No, I probably had my little Toyota Camry or something, whatever the hell it was, man. I, I had Whatever the hell the rental car company gave me. <laughs> Your little I Hummer.
0: Like a... So no. you drove in, and then you asked if he drove in.
1: No, well, we were there for the tournament. I'm just talking yeah. about the play like a guest
2: they were there and there was another hundred cars there where ours was the only car in the lot. Literally. So yeah, that was, that was a cool experience. So yeah, we'll play Vegas, Vegas, Japan, two weeks home Houston, and that'll be the fall kind of like a little, kind of like a little college season.
1: How do you, uh, how do you feel about that golf course in Houston?
2: I like it. It's different. It's um, different, dude. It plays a little, plays a little different. Um, it's a little linksy with the when it plays a little firm. Yeah, um, when you get up. But I thought it was kind of fun, like little, little metropolitan sort of like muni course. Yeah,
1: yeah. But
2: like it's built, built big and strong, and there's a decent amount of design to it, and pretty long too. It's not the most aesthetically pleasing course. No. But it's a it plays kind of fun.
1: It's parkland type.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Bryson, Bryson should play there.
0: <laughs> Is that where you could just cut off every single tree?
2: No, like every dog just, leg? He can take like he can take out so many bunkers, and he can yeah. just hit it, hit it wherever, and go find it.
1: The bunkers are in the landing area, and that's literally most of the guard guarding off the tee for the most part.
2: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's a good yeah. little track.
0: Well, before we get to the Sanderson this week, uh, what what are your thoughts? I assume you watched some of the Ryder Cup. Out in Canada, I got no rooting interest, but I did, not to toot my own horn. Basically, predict a U.S. blowout.
2: Yeah. You know what? I I don't think people are surprised by that outcome. Um, But it seemed like U.S. was pretty motivated. Um, Yeah. I think they've lacked that motivation sometimes in years past. And... Like, I agree they did come together, but they were all, like, kind of pretty individually motivated to just do their part and do their thing. And
3: I totally agree. Like, I felt like in years past there was just, like, so much pressure to win and, like, they couldn't, like, get over it. And this, this year there's, like, guys, we're so good. Let's just go freaking play golf and beat the heck out of these guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, so yeah, I think it was it was a it was an incredible performance they put on. So hats off to them.
0: Do you believe this? This uh, how like so many players kept being like, "This is the biggest event of our lives. This is like bigger to win this than like a PGA Tour event or a major." Because I call bullshit. There's no chance. I don't. Yeah, I mean, like it's Rory a, was like crying. Like what a moment this was.
2: I think from from like a individual so i think they're like they hit they hit home different places yeah um like individually to win a major and like it's a, it's a big deal but to make a Ryder Cup and be a part of a squad and be a part of a team and that that atmosphere that creates um you don't see that sort of emotion from each player when they're in contention and they make a 12 15 foot birdie putt on 14 yeah,
3: I you know. I think taking Rory's perspective is a little bit skewed because he's already got all the money in the world. He's won a handful of majors. Like this is what he this is what he really likes playing for now. Is uh,
0: that was that nonsense. Ryder- There's no way he's just like in the moment. He's like, this is fun. Like in five years, he's gonna look back and be like, that wasn't the biggest moment of my golf career. <laughs> losing the Ryder Cup. I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, the moment gets you, sometimes gets you a little bit, but, I mean, it means a lot to these boys. I think uh, they they enjoy the team aspect behind it. They enjoy, you know, playing a little bit different format, um, playing alongside with guy Like, I know that, you know, so Freddie and Wyndham Clark played in the Zurich this year, and for sure that was by far one of Freddie's most fun weeks of the year, by far just enjoyed being part of the team, enjoyed that team aspect behind it. And I think, you know, I can speak from experience as well. It's like, it's always fun to be part of a team and golf is such an individual sport. 90% of the time that it's, it's fun to get on someone's team and feed off them a little bit and, you know, kind of put your arm around somebody and say, let's go get this together versus, you know, having have always hold the, the weight of it on your own shoulders.
3: I will say they don't get paid for this event. So it's strictly like all for that cup. Like it's all for the bragging rights. And it kind of just makes it even that much more like desirable to win, I think. Cause you're not like, "Uh, I'll I'll get paid and, you know, it'll be fine. And that was fun. But no, it's just like, no, like we're playing for bragging rights. This is to win the cup. Like I think, I think the PGA like gives each U S player like money to donate or something like that. And then something maybe of the European tour does for the European guys. But I, I know they don't get like a, an appearance fee or anything like no, that.
2: No, I don't think they do, but like, let's be honest, they're they going to see it in the back end when they're, when their managers, if their managers are doing their jobs, right. They're going to the sponsors and saying, this is a three-time rider cupper, uh, right. you know, blank, blank, mm-hmm. blank you know this guy's on the on the face of the tv a lot uh, when he's a Ryder cup he gets in more featured groups he you know all that stuff yeah so, i
3: think I, i'm just saying i think there's even that much more emotion in it because it's there is no money really aspect yeah to there isn't. to the actual tournament itself
2: yeah so no i think they enjoy it they i know i would I, you know I want to tee up yeah. with your buddies and say, "All right, mono a mano. Let's see who's got it." Just,
1: just the atmosphere from the crowd alone would be fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, atmosphere would be cool. I would, I would relish the opportunity to play in the Presidents Cup, hopefully, and um,
1: yeah,
2: you know, next year and hopefully have a shot at them. I think that'd, that'd be, be fucking be, awesome. I think that'd be so cool.
3: Where is it next year, Presidents Cup?
2: I think it's at Quail Hollow. I think is that is that right, say right? it's
3: back in the states for sure.
2: Yeah, I think it's in. I think it's Quail Hollow. So that. Who are you cool. with? Who are you with, Feely? My wife. Oh, you are. <laughs> yeah.
1: Asking the wife to schedule. I love it. <laughs> she,
2: she knows, dude. She's on top of it.
0: I like that. I also like that you have a painting behind you or something that I think says Feely's on it.
2: Yeah, it's a big. It's a Niners. Uh, like <laughs> bar entrance that someone has like
0: custom made. Wow. And you got yeah. the Peloton. You're working it. It was a good Peloton. end of the year for you guys.
2: Yeah, we've we've had the Peloton for maybe a year and a half or so since COVID. Um. So yeah, keeps trying to stay busy. We got a little two-year-old. Um. She's busy, and yeah. So rocking and rolling, building a house. Things are busy in the Goggard household.
3: Big time, big moves. Speaking of big moves and big drives and bryson at parkland courses do you guys see that bryson drive where he just carried everything i mean when he set up to hit that shot i was like where is he aiming Why? yeah <laughs>
2: that was i wasn't watching it live but i saw it and you know the holes designed in a way where the yardage was like worked perfectly with the conditions because you saw the lines he had to take the other days and so when you get the right conditions if you're prepared right like you know that you can take that line with if you get that sort of carry but i mean that's part of you know what he's doing he's trying to find those little you know it's not going to be super beneficial every hole but he's taking the, the numbers perspective and thinking that long term he's gonna have a better chance hitting it way down there it might be a little more skew but yeah so there'll be there'll be courses like a course like Hilton Head, you shouldn't go play Hilton Head, probably. Right. Yep. Um, it's a little bit more spotty, you got to play to point A, play to point B. Um, not to say that he w- couldn't do well there, but
1: what about it?
2: wouldn't be uh, a, a bombing gouge course.
1: What about Bryson at the long drive?
3: World,
2: That's long it, drive. Dude. yeah, I mean,
3: I saw he, he hit like. I don't know. He qualified for the, the next round. He got out of the first round or something, right?
2: 412 or something. He hit it.
0: He beat people yeah. who do this as a job.
2: Yeah.
0: He does it as a job. Good point. But, you know. I guess he... they use different clubs, though, if I'm not mistaken. So it is. Yeah, like... they're
1: the longer and the face is more. Uh, it says more um, recoil to it, I guess, spring to it. But.
0: Do they really? Yeah, it's some pretty, it's an illegal
1: sure. is, club. Is, is, sure. is that, I I know they can be longer, feely.
2: But can the faces be built to different specs that are illegal but to the, like PG2 think about? Specs?
1: Think about how many, uh, like, if you go to like these long like golf like for instance, there used to be a golf show in Seattle. There still is, and there used to be like a long drive contest. Well, it was a long drive company that specifically built clubs to fucking just like
0: have no spin on the golf ball. Yeah, the specs are not PGA tour illegal. Oh really? Yeah, so it yeah, is like, it is a deal. It's, infa- it's insane, dude.
2: That's kind of cool.
0: But yeah. still it went four hundred and twelve yards. I can't do that no matter how they make
2: I think, yeah yards. I mean you remember where they are and remember that it's downwind.
1: And
0: at altitude, yeah yeah as you said.
2: And yeah, my, my guess is my guess is that it's probably not super soft in the right. desert.
0: Seems like a good guess.
2: You know, probably not. So he, there's a lot of aspects that are working for – In your favor,
1: yeah, giving you 15 yeah. yards here and 10 yards here and 30 yards here. And, I mean, I and think square. I did
2: see – I, I don't want to take anything away from him, but I think I did see a video of him where he's hitting – I think it's like face on and there's a flag in the background just pumping. So it's like, you can get an extra 40 out of a pumping wind. And, you know, you, the dude can still carry it three. What does he carry it? Just standard conditions. No, nothing. He can carry it 360. Yeah. yeah. You
1: know? Dude, we you uh, played Rocket Mortgage. You guys, you guys have been there, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, hole one, right? That little part four. Yeah. We played with DeChambeau there. It was blowing, like, five miles an hour from, like, 7 o'clock, call yeah, And uh, Tim Tucker's on the bag, and De- DeChambeau just – it's still at the time. Deschambeau just goes, we go into the green, Tim Tucker just goes, yep, they flew it front edge. <laughs> it's like 380. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Yeah.
0: I was going to say with Deschambeau, which I love Bryson because I just love that he, he makes the game interesting for sure. He brings tons of eyes, and I love that he takes these unique lines. But people talk about him like he hits it so much farther than everyone else, where he hits it farther than almost everyone else. But, like, Tony Finau and Cameron Champ are hitting it just as far.
2: Yeah, and we, we played with
0: Wyndham Clark, like I said, in Zurich. And Clark, Wyndham too.
1: He it. fucking pounds it. Yeah, he does.
0: He like, lots of guys him. hit it as far as Bryson or yeah. almost as far.
1: I'll say what, and it's kind of a little bit off topic, and we need, we need to get, get moving on with our with our stuff. But Wyndham Clark's caddy... Is one hell of a fucking player, man.
2: He's really good. I've I so he lives up in Minnesota too. Way good. And I've played with him once and he doesn't play that much, but I've heard this from a few people. And he, the guy's a baller.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like stupid good. So, yeah. So good.
2: there's a there's a story about I think Brett Waldman who carries for Yeah. Cage Lee. Cage Lee. And they're playing or something up in Canada and they're coming up the last green and it's like the final round. Some one of the Canadian tour events and they, over the loudspeaker, they're like, yeah, and welcome John Ellis. You know, the Canadians all time um, leading money winner up to this point. And this was like, you know, probably five, six years ago. And it's like the all time money winner in Canada at one point. Incredible. So he can play. Yeah, he's good. So Hubbard used, to, Hubbard
1: used to always say that he was pretty good. I guess he used to play with him here and there, has played with him or whatever, and said that he was fucking good.
2: He's just yeah, he's steady, dude. He hits it like on a string every time.
1: Boop, boop,
0: boop. Yeah, I don't think he's
2: the greatest putter, but he just hits it so steady.
0: Right, Feely. We know you love the podcast, but we can't keep here forever. So we're gonna move on to close things out a little. The Sanderson Farm this week. It's at. Country course of Jackson.
1: Country club,
0: Zach. Get it right. What did I say?
1: Country. You said country, country course. course.
0: <laughs> I thought I said country club. I know country club. i never that heard of a country
3: course. Country course. Maybe it's like uh, just did a Did I wide... really say
0: country course? <laughs> yeah,
3: absolutely. <laughs>
0: oh, well, it's the country club of Jackson. It's pretty long, 7,500 yards. But friend of the podcast, Ryan Armour, won one here. So I don't think you need to be long to win. But Cameron Champs won here. So it's sort of. Even things out. What, do you, what are your guys' thoughts? We'll go to the experts.
1: Feely, I don't think you need to be very long on that golf course, do you? I've never been. Um,
2: there's some that there's some Ryan Armour won, so you definitely I know, don't. I know Sergio, uh, Sergio won last year. Sergio was pretty sneaky long. Um, yeah, he I'd was sneaky long. He, Sergio's really long. The, My, let's say he's in the top 25% in terms of length um the,
1: the more that the more the, the more i think about it though i mean there's a couple longer holes like i think it's three the par three is pretty long and there's a par four right after that it's a really good hole it's a longer par four though i
0: think it, the right. par fives are pretty long too
1: yeah but there is a lot of wedges not a, i mean there's a good amount of wedges into the par fours dude like i mean there's got to be six or seven wedges that you're hitting into some of these part fours. I mean, there are some longer holes, but there's a lot of opportunity out there.
2: Yeah, I don't remember how many did – under did Sergio shoot last year.
0: I have no idea. 20-something, I think. I'm pretty got sure th- these guys went pretty low here.
2: You got that info, Zach?
0: I'm going to get it to you in a second here if you guys uh, do some gerrymand, Man. No.
3: Do you think – yeah, I think it was 20 or something I, around I feel around. like 20, but –
1: there's definitely yeah, spots you can make.
0: 19 spots. under.
1: 19 under, huh? 19 under.
0: This was where Peter Malnati came second. That was the time.
2: Yeah, he had a good <laughs> final round, right? Yeah,
0: a little throwback. Yeah. The bucket yeah. hat. Yeah. Do you ever get upset when there's other guys on the course who have, like, a thing? Like, you got the long hair, Malnati's got the bucket hat, so it's a little bit of competition. Like, we tried <laughs> to get Reed to wear neon pink on the course. That. You, probably, you probably regret it now
1: absolutely not not. A,
2: no not there no there isn't even a titch part of me that like i don't even like if i'm honest i don't even give it that much power i don't really like focus on it that much I'm just well like, van
3: van Ruin's got the joggers too everyone yeah talks so about i oh, i, I the,
2: see it all the time you know the amount of comments he gets it just kind of like goes in one ear out the other and it's like woo, okay moving on
0: so what do you, what do you think about the course this week
2: yeah, I I like you know a guy who hits it pretty steady. You know, gives him going to give himself a lot of looks. I'd look at a guy like I know Aaron Wise has been uh, putting a little bit better. I'd look at a guy like Aaron Wise. Um, that Mito Pereira is a is a stud. He is. Um, I like him. Um, Cam Davis is uh, another pick of mine, and then obviously you know. Probably one of the favorites is probably Will Zelatoris, but I would probably pick a guy like him. I just don't know. I know he hasn't played in a while. Did he play Safeway? Uh,
0: yeah, I think 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 so. Thank you, Mr. Did you miss either way? uh, It's been a while.
2: Yeah. So, oh yeah, the Fortnite. You're killing Um, the sponsors. So. We'll see how he – I know he hasn't played in a while, so I'd expect him to play a little bit better after playing Safeway a week off, probably fine-tune a few things and probably be ready to go. That guy's a – he's a world-class player week in, week out. So yeah, he's – Everyone
3: – yeah. Everyone's expecting Willie Z to have a huge year, so.
2: Yeah. So we'll see. Got to got to be really good to uh, have a big year, you know. There's uh, – it's really – you know, you try to be in that, that – you want to be in that top five discussion. All the time. Mm-hmm. So that's where John Rahm is so good. Like you so look at his like top five, perfect. top ten percentage. It's just guy's unbelievably good and hats off to him. He's proved that we've gotten the opportunity to play with him a few times and have definitely learned a few things and yeah.
0: Yeah, incredible. No, mean,
3: no who do you like this week. Oh, I like? Um oh, geez. I mean Alex was naming a lot of a lot of great guys. I don't Sergio is one of the favorites. I don't I don't know about a a repeat here. He played good in the Ryder Cup. He played great in the Ryder Cup, uh to be honest. So, there's a there's a chance he carries that over. Um but I'm going to dip down a little further. Um I I like the Aaron Wise pick a lot. Um but let's see. I was going to go. I was going to go wise. What? Wait, what? Zach Johnson is really teeing it up this week. Oh, he is.
0: We <laughs> have <laughs> against Zach Johnson?
3: I don't know. I was just seeing him. I was like, whoo, Zach Johnson's in more of the You're Ryder the same Cup. guy you picked
0: Nick after Watney discussion. Or Hunter May. <laughs> yeah.
2: Dude, you know where Luke Donald is playing this week? Luke Donald's playing Alfred Dunhill. Oh, is there he really? Is. He traveled over to Scotland. Think about that. Travels over to <laughs> Scotland. It's a it's a pro am format on three separate courses. So how is she, that dude gonna play three practice rounds after being here until no Sunday night? No chance. No, he won't play. So to, no. to get
3: back to my pick, I'm gonna go Patrick Rogers this week. Um, I, I'm waiting on waiting on him to, to get one here. So, um, yeah, I'll we'll go with Patrick Rogers.
0: What about I'll
1: take last dib. So give okay, it a you'll shot. go
0: last dibs. We like to go with guys a little farther down the board. Obviously, the top guys. I'm going to go with the guy, another Corn Fairy Tour guy who's just been dominating, David Lipsky. I feel like he's going to be like a stud on tour soon. He's been winning. Guy's oh, got a great approach game. Hits it decently long. Not not a price and He slaps it pretty good. Slaps it pretty good, and I'm, I'm going with Lipsky. Another guy, I, the guy at the top that I like is Sam Burns. If I had to pick one person for all my money, it's Sam Burns. He might going, be strong
1: going strong there. Uh, going strong. I'm kind of digging deep into the rough here, uh, picking one out of the hat. Every once in a while I like to, like to find one that uh, isn't talked about very often. You but, always go uh, either
0: like the heavy, heavy favorite or someone who's like 400 to one.
1: Yeah, I'm going Keegan Bradley this week. I just think his game fits his, fits his course well. Um, I just think he – you know, they're not terribly big greens. So, you're never – I mean, there are some that are decent size, but a good number of them aren't horribly big. So, you're not going to have – you know, uh, I think he's going to roll some putts in. I like Keegan Bradley in a long shot. Uh, Crunchy Pete. Crunchy Pete is with uh, Keith, Keith Mitchell. I think Keith Mitchell is ready to prime up again. He's. Uh,
2: I, I agree 100% with yeah. that. I like that guy's got some – He's got some serious games. game, dude. Yeah, he yeah. Does.
1: I like Keith Mitchell at a price this week. All
2: right. There's some really, there's some
1: really good
3: players that
1: like. I'd
2: put that one in and lock it in there, Reed. Yeah,
1: Keith I think he's. I think this.
3: I think Keith Mitchell will
1: win again this season.
0: I agree. Yeah. Another guy. I love all the Corn Fairy Tour guys coming up. Another guy we've had on a decent amount, Taylor Moore. Guy played incredible to end the season on the Corn Fairy Tour. Taylor Pendrith, Canadian, got to give him a shout out. He's gonna win. It's a lock. Bombs yeah. it. I mean,
3: like, there's guys like Mister Cucumber, Tyler McCumber. I like, like, he's <laughs> way, he's way down there. Wyndham Clark's way down there. Kevin Chapel's way down there. Justin Hadley.
2: Yeah, I agree. Wyndham Clark, dude, he's trending in the right direction. Hundred yeah.
3: percent. Peter said Seb uh, Straka. Like, there's a lot of guys way, like, over one hundred to one odds
0: yeah all right let's get to trivia as we always we end things off here with some (laughs) trivia
1: you guys want the trivia first huh or do we
0: go tiger fun fact what do we want i can jump in with the tiger tiger
3: first um but this is i i'm getting close to like running out of (laughs) i mean we've been doing this for multiple years now and i'm getting close to running out of facts might have to recycle some, but this one I came across as, that dang, I don't think I've said that one before. Um, but since 1983, uh, on the PJ Tour, there have been eight seasons where a player beat the field average by 2.6 shots per round. And how many of those do you think were Tiger Woods?: All eight. Seven. Alex, read.
0: I'm gonna say
1: eleven.
3: <laughs> there's only eight. I knew he missed it. <laughs>
1: I'm sure you missed it. <laughs> I was. Uh, I, was sending oh, a text. I was sending a text over. All, all I heard? All I, all I heard was something about BJ two <laughs> or average.
3: The um, there's been eight seasons where a player beat the stroke average per round by 2.6 shots around how many of those times do you think it was tiger
0: still 11 he wants to stick with
1: no 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 out of eight i mean who who else who else has done that think back into history i mean no one i'm gonna say seven
3: our guy feely got it right eight out of eight tiger woods wow just utter dominance I mean, what can, what more can you expect from the guy? That's A good one, Nolan. Good. You're you're digging deep for these.
1: You find the good ones. Yeah, I was uh, I was sending a text to uh, to Zach over here, feeding him a little information for uh, for the end of the show. You're giving right him right the after, answers
3: right to the trivia. That's some BS right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, we got some breaking news. We'll break out later, but uh, trivia in Jackson, Mississippi, and let's see how fucking good of sports knowledge you guys have. What NFL superstar played at Jackson State University from 1971 to
0: 1974? Okay, I know this is going to be wrong, but I know Deion Sanders is the coach there, so I'm just going with that. Okay. I feel like there's no way he played there.
3: I, I
2: would have to match your guess because I don't have a better guess.
0: Maybe he did play there then. Yeah, I'm think-
1: telling you, you guys are gonna kick yourself in the ass because it's one of the greatest of all time.
0: So I stick with Deion Sanders then. <laughs> um say say it one more time.
2: I don't know. I what I don't know. NFL
1: superstar played at Jackson State University.
0: Gosh.
2: I mean, I'm trying to think like like Joe Montana, uh uh i'm trying to think of a time frame like so they're going to be in the nfl from 75 to call it 90 if they got a long career and it's a qb i'll
3: go go barry sanders
2: um yeah I, i don't know i mean dan no dan reno's not that old like
1: all right you guys want the answer yeah yeah None of you guys have even mentioned the name, and I'm fucking shocked. Walter Payton. Moon. Walter Payton. Payton. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Walter Payton. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Jackson many- State. I think
3: I. I mean, we should have known that. That's for sure. No, I shouldn't have.
0: Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I definitely should not have known that. It, you know. It's
1: always funny you you hear of like uh, where Barry
2: Sanders go to college. Canadian. Look it up. Today. You know, you know, feeling no, I don't know, but like I put Barry Sanders and Walter Payton on a similar trajectory. I know Barry Sanders didn't play as long, but he is, a right. he's a you stud. know, well,
3: while, Zach, while Zach looks up where Barry Sanders went, uh, I'm gonna slip in here real quick and give a quick shout out to our brand new sponsor out here, Manscaped. Um, if you haven't seen Manscaped yet, I mean, Alex, you might want to check him out get cleaned up that hair a little bit but um all types of hair man they
1: got the ball trimmer and all
3: <laughs> yeah they got it from head to toe basically um i mean this thing we, we all got one because you know they wanted to make sure we tried them out so we're all we're all nice and clean
0: right now i'm sure um, <laughs> <laughs> and they said it better um, myself but yeah
1: man it's the product they sent us the uh the beard trimmer and you know, I'll leave, I'll leave your ass, the rest for your mind to wander, but uh, uh, it's actually quality stuff, man. The razor was good. I've used the, had a beard trimmer all my life and uh, pretty much, and it was uh, it was easy as any of them. Um, everything they sell is good product. I know they're uh, an up and coming company with uh, quite a big following. Been around for a little while, um, but only
3: only getting bigger. Check them out, uh, Manscaped online,
1: and uh, check out their store. It's
3: uh, they're pretty good, man. Yeah, we're offering uh, 20% off and free shipping with our promo code FTBT from the back tees. FTBT. Again, um, yeah, check out Manscaped. Uh, they're a fun company. You're going to get on their website, and you're just going to be, like, enamored. Yeah. Um, hey, so.
1: the names, the names of all. some of their products are fucking hysterical, dude. Yeah. Order it all. Order it all.